Why is it important to maintain a scout mindset towards life, not a soldier one? How do you get ego from the right sources? And how should you even quell said ego when you get it? And what does ego usually mask? Hello, and welcome to Stoic Spirituality, a podcast where I look through, dissect, and analyze different realizations, books, and thoughts that I've had over the last few years. My name is Juggin, and I'm a student of the human experience trying to spread some knowledge out to the rest of the world. The current book I'm going to talk about and dissect for the last time is Think Like a Monk, a book by Jay Shetty that talks about living, changing your mindset, and grappling with the ego that is inside of you to live a life more like a monk. And so this episode is going to be the last episode on ego, something that I have had fun with, something that I've had fun dissecting in my own self, and I've come to realize I've become better at. So starting off with the idea of the scout mindset. So Robert Greene himself talks a lot about this idea of looking at the war versus the battle, looking at the overall scope of everything you do, as opposed to the singular event of every single day, and working towards that overall scope. And Jay matches this. He talks about the idea of a scout mindset, looking at the overall scope of things and looking at the overall war front as opposed to the battle, where the soldier just knows the enemy he's slicing in front of him without taking a look at the major expanse of everything. When you do that, not only does your ego go down, because if you have a better sense of the grand scale of things, but you also gain understanding awareness, and increase your intelligence overall as to what's happening around you. And another thing about knowledge is presuming it. So imagine a story or imagine a book you've kind of read or a situation you've kind of heard of. When you walk in, you presume a set of knowledge. You presume some sense of knowledge. You presume some kind of idea of what you know is going to happen. Or you presume what people are going to tell you. And you put up this kind of barrier. You put this barrier that prevents any new details, any new interpretations, any new perspectives. Or any new ideologies from coming through. And as a result of this barrier made by your ego. Who knows if there was something else in that story. That could have had an impact on you. Who knows if there's anything in that story you could have learned from. And who knows what you could have gotten from the next rendition of the story. It follows through with the idea of imagine you're walking down a path that you have walked around so many times and you're so used to it. You're walking on your phone. You're looking at your phone the entire time. But instead, if you were to look outside and find a new detail every single time, not only would that be a good exercise for your own ego, but it would allow you to appreciate the world around you and gain a lighter sense of the world around you at the same time. But ego prevents us from doing stuff like that. And remember, you can get ego from respect. It's not necessarily such a bad thing because we do feel a sense of pride when people respect us. And this ego is a little more on the healthier end because it's not kind of demanded or felt entitled to, but it's rather given. And The issue that you rise up 
into when you demand or feel entitled toward ego is that you define yourself based on that. You base yourself on that. Being given respect and generating ego from it, especially by happenstance, is not something that usually has a negative impact on your overall outlook of the world around you, nor does it really shift your otherwise more humble state into something of immense conceit. But to demand or feel entitled to it will cause you to look for it, generate happiness only from it, and try to feel the sense of superiority. And that is what ego usually masks. By trying to assert yourself as this great person, by asserting your superiority over some random passerby, one of your friends, someone you work with, it usually kind of hides the opposite. You kind of put this little temporary glue on a band-aid and hope for it to heal by itself. And that causes ego to turn into low self-esteem, insecurity, feelings of imposter syndrome. You may think that this idea of ego and imposter syndrome are two ends of a spectrum, where one you feel so powerful and one you feel so weak, but in truth they are far more closer than you might once presume. Because one hides the other. Ego hides insecurity. Feelings of power and wanting these feelings of power hide a sense of powerlessness. So by recognizing that, you can kind of bridge the gap between the two concepts and work to build a better bridge in your own mind based on confidence and logic, not conceit and pride. And remember, whether you like it or not, if you don't break your ego by your own thoughts and your own conscious actions, life has a way of doing it for you. Life has a way of taking all this pride, this insecurity, this conceit, and giving you experiences, making you learn things, making you go through things that will break it for you. And to find true humility, you must look at yourself in full brightness. You must tear away these temporary cracks that ego plugs in. You must tear away all of the issues that you kind of block away or put in a box somewhere else. And you must look at them in great detail. You must self-reflect. For not only can you find the ego and find the things that affect you and find what matters most. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode on the power of ego. And how you must have a scout mindset toward life, not a soldier one. If you'd like to hear more content like this, feel free to drop me a follow on whichever podcast platform you're listening to this podcast on. And if you'd like to see more short form content, feel free to drop me a follow at Stoke Spirituality on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Thank you and see you guys next time.